Matthew chapter 25 and verse 46 says, These shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. That's really the most profound statement that you'll ever hear. Eternity, life, eternal, eternal damnation. I don't think anything compares to it. I don't think anything measures up to that with significance. Everlasting punishment, but the righteous to life eternal. According to the Bible, everyone will, not might, but will go to heaven or will go to hell. They shall go to everlasting punishment, but the righteous shall go to life eternal. It's a definite. People are going to go to heaven. It's a good thing. People are going to go to hell. It's a bad thing. Now, the graduates have uh, completed years of training, hard study, years of sacrifice, financial sacrifice, for one great reason, to preach the gospel, to declare the gospel by which people are saved. Now, these dear graduates have given their lives to declare the gospel across the United States of America. Many people will go to heaven because of these graduates. Amen? They have given themselves and they will continue to give themselves to declare the gospel all across the entire world. And there'll be people in all of these countries that'll hear the gospel from these people that are sacrificing. And they will go to heaven and not to hell. Thank God for them. But these graduates, as they go around, and they will be reaching those in America and in other countries, they have friends, and they have family, and they have cousins and moms and dads that are even here tonight that don't know yet you're going to heaven. Now, what a horrible thing for these students to have to go through. They realize the seriousness of heaven, the seriousness of hell, how much do they realize it? They realize it enough to the point, uh, you know, that they came to this crazy college and they went through all that hard labor and all that expense, which I know some of you parents are paying. But yet they did it and they did it because they know what they know. They did what they did. They know that some people will go to punishment in hell, some will go to eternity in heaven, and so they're giving their lives to keep others from going to hell. What a wonderful thing. But the sad thing would be, if these people give their entire life to helping other people, knowing how to go to heaven and hell, and some of you that mean more to them than the world, were to die and go to hell. Now what I understand is there are some people here tonight that you don't know that you're on your way to heaven yet. And we want you to know that your students here that have graduated from here want you to go to heaven when you die. I want you to go to heaven when you die. There are two kinds of people in this room here tonight, those that are going to heaven and those that are not. And as much as we don't like it, it's a reality. These shall go away to everlasting punishment, but the righteous to life eternal. Not might, not maybe. Every one of us in this room is going to either go to heaven or go to hell. And none of us want any of you to go to hell, especially those of you that are their parents and their cousins. 
Now, I know it's a little bit direct, but the fact is, this thing is important and it is significant. This is not a game. This is not a toy. This is not some little thing we're pretending. Now, when God says shall, then it, he means it. Now, are you on your way to heaven yet? If you're not, you need to deal with this issue. If there's one person in this room that is loved by one of these graduates that is not going to heaven, I say it's one too many. And so I want to talk to you about this very important subject from this passage, and I hope that you will consider at the end of this message learning enough that you say, hey, I got to deal with this. I have got to make sure that I'm going to go to heaven. That's so important, the most important business that you have in the world. Now, the first thing that I want to draw our attention to, and it's going to be brief, is details about eternity. Now, everyone has a soul. Genesis 2, 7, the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So every one of you is a soul. I'm a soul. Now, that's who we are. Now, we've got our bodies, but you all know that when they put a body in a casket, that the person in there is gone. That's the soul. So you are a soul, and you have a soul. The thing you have to understand is that your soul cannot die. That is why they go around. That's why they're going to preach. That's why they're going around the world. That's why they're concerned about you. Your soul cannot die. Matthew says, fear not them which are able to kill the body, but not able to kill the soul. Now, when you die physically, your body will go to a grave, but your soul will return to God for judgment, and everyone's soul will do the same. It's appointed unto men once to die, after this, the judgment. Have you ever wondered if you float around like a ghost when you die? You don't. The Bible says that we have a body that awaits us after we die, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 1. But the indication of what the body is like is probably best explained in a very familiar passage, Luke chapter 16. Now, unfortunately, this is the passage of a person who died and went to hell. So just understand, this is why we're looking at it. You can find out what it's going to be like in the body after death. All right, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen, fared sumptuously every day. A certain beggar named Lazarus laid at his gate full of sores, desiring to be fed with the crumbs, which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels in Abraham's bosom or heaven. Now get it. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes and seeth Abraham afar off. Now in the body after death, a person then can see. Now, if you die and you don't go to heaven, that's a big deal. Because according to the Bible, and by the way, how many in this room really do believe the Bible? Okay, I would have to think that if you sent your child to this school or you came here, that you probably at least respect the Bible. Now, the Bible is the Word of God. If you wonder if it's the Word of God, I understand with everybody attacking it. But I think if you and I could sit down honestly in love and talk about it, I really think I can answer your question and prove to you the Bible is God's Word to make your head spin. Now, the Bible is God's Word, and here's what the Bible says. 
you have, after death, the ability to see. Now, you'll either see beautiful things in heaven or you'll see terrible things in hell. Nobody likes to see terrible things. I have a friend who told me about a woman who saw her husband commit suicide. And when she saw her husband commit suicide, her mind snapped. And they put her in a mental institution. And from what I understand, she's still in a mental institution today. Why? Nobody likes to see terrible things. Now, what would it be like if you had to go to hell? We don't want it. That's why we're talking to you. What would you be seeing if you went to hell? It would not be pretty. All that you would see would be suffering. All that you would see would be demonic beasts. All you would see would be ugly. And that's a big deal to your uh, family. That's a big deal to me. And if there's one person here tonight that is a friend or relative or one of these students and you're on your way to hell, that is one too many. Again, I emphasize. Now, in the body after death, a person will be able to feel. He said, I am tormented in the flame. Now, we all know that the worst way to die would be to die by flames. I can remember a friend of mine telling me how he was a policeman and he arrived on a scene who was burning in a fuel tanker. The man burning in the fuel tanker saw him and he saw he was a policeman and he said, shoot me, shoot me. He said, I grabbed my revolver and I aimed it at him and I was going to pull the trigger, but I couldn't shoot that innocent man. But the sad thing in was he was in so much pain from the flame that he was crying for somebody to shoot him and put him out of his misery. Now, in the body after death, you'll be able to hear there was a man in hell, Luke 16, talked to Abraham in heaven, Luke 16, and they could hear each other. Now, I took emergency medical training. I was trained to work in an ambulance, and in part of my training, I had to have a time where they brought in a man who was in a knife fight, stabbed in his skull, stabbed in his back. You could put two fingers in the hole in his back, and it'd go right into his lung. You um, had to cut the side of his chest open, put a tube in to drain the chest cavity to keep him alive. Now, with doing all of this cutting and bleeding, it didn't affect me. But what did affect me was a woman they brought in with a broken hip, and she was in so much pain, she kept screaming, Doctor, I'm in pain. Give me some relief from the pain. And listen, I know it's dramatic, but it is not overreacting. If you have a body after death, what are you going to see? What are you going to hear? What are you going to feel? Now, you have to decide, is the Bible true or not? And again, I think most of you believe it or at least respect it or you wouldn't have anything to do with the school. But those of you that are here tonight, we do care about your soul. It is a big deal. If you have a student that is traveling around and they're going to preach the gospel worldwide, but then you die and you go to hell, that is a terrible thing. And the issue is probably you haven't understood the importance of it yet. I don't blame you because there's so many things to take us away from the gospel in this world. And there's so many cares and so many issues and so many blasphemers and so many Bible deniers and so many in the educated fields who are saying there's no God, common sense 
If you take a look at creation, all you got to do is say there's too much beauty for there to have been evolution. And we need to understand in America that there is a God and that the Bible is his book. And then we need to get right with God. Now, you have to be somebody who would at least consider there is a real God. And I'm sure that you would consider that the Bible has credibility. And with that in mind, if you are here without Jesus, you do not go to heaven. You will die and you will go to hell. We don't want that. And you are in great danger. Now, I know that I have to convince you of it. And it's hard for me to convince you of it. But you are in great danger because if you die without Jesus, that's what happens. Now, listen, we don't want that. Nobody wants that. You would not want that if you really think about it. But you have to do something to change the outcome. And that is you come to faith and put your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, the condition of the dead is they live just as they ever did. Now, the Bible then says this. The destinations for eternity, there are only two. Everlasting punishment, the righteous life eternal. Now, here's what the Bible says in a nutshell about heaven, John 14, 3. Behold, look, Jesus says, listen to me. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, does that sound like God wants us in heaven. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there ye may be also. God says, Jesus says, there is a place called heaven. You've got this in your head maybe. There's not. Now listen, are you going to believe some guy who is a Bible rejecter a God denier, a blasphemer who says there is no God, or would you look at Jesus and say he's trustworthy? And you know that Jesus was literally here, and when Jesus was literally here, he said heaven is the place. So it's there, folks, it's there. Now, I don't know how many of you don't know you're going to heaven, but I do know this. If there are any of you that aren't going to heaven, you need to hear me. We want you to be saved. All we can do is try to convince you, but I hope we can. Now, there is a heaven. It is there. And the Bible describes it in Revelation 21 as having streets of gold, just like you've heard people say. Pearly gates, just like you've heard people say. You never die, just like you've heard people say. There's no sorrow, just like you've heard people say. The Bible says in Revelation 22 that there's a river that runs through the city and on the river is the tree of life. Now on our earth, the tree has one kind of fruit. In heaven, a tree has 12 kinds of fruit. How many of you, your favorite fruit would be apple? How about oranges? Cherries? Maraschino cherries? Whatever your favorite fruit is, you'll be able to go up to a tree of life and then pick an apple. Take a bite out of it, and if you don't like it, throw it in the river. You're right next to the river. Don't even take a step away and reach up on the same tree, and you can pick an orange. And then when you're done with that, get you some cherries. Now, you might say, that's impossible for heaven to be like it is. Think about this. Are there at least 10 or 12 different kinds of fruit trees on planet Earth? There are at least 12 kinds. Who made them? God. And how does the fruit come? Out of a hunk of wood, a tree? 
Now, how many would agree it's pretty amazing that a hunk of wood can come up with an apple? Now, if God can make a hunk of wood make an apple and another hunk of wood make an orange and another hunk of wood make cherries, don't you think that God can make one hunk of wood make 12 kinds of fruit? Now, these things are in the Bible. Now, there is a heaven, but the Bible also says that there is a hell. Now, in hell, in the place, Psalm 917, the wicked shall be turned into hell. Not might be, not maybe, but shall be. Now, listen, I know it's in, in, intense a little bit. I know it's kind of direct and in your face. I can't beat around the bush. We don't have all time in the world. But listen, the Bible says it's there. Now, when you die, you do not die. Your body dies, but you don't die. When you die physically, your body goes to the grave, but then your soul goes to God for judgment. You're given a body. You'll see, hear, feel, taste, and smell the things in hell. You'll see, hear, feel, taste, and smell the things in heaven. You'll see the beauties of heaven. You'll see the tree of life, the pearly gates. You'll see the foundations of 12 different jewels and all these beautiful things. But then if you die and go to hell, what will you see? What will you hear and what will you feel? Now, did you know that there actually are two hells? The Bible says hell is cast into the lake of fire. Now, if hell is cast into the lake of fire, then that must mean that there are two hells, and there are. What can I say to you? You've had your students talk to you, and we're not against you, we're not mad at you, but what can I say to you to help you to see what they're saying is right. Now, why is it that what they're saying is right? Because it's from the Bible. Now, would you want them to not care? No, you would want them to care, and they do care. And again, there's some of you that don't know you're going to heaven. We don't hate you, but we're telling you, that's a big deal. That's a big thing. And you have something to do with it by what you will do. Now imagine one minute you're laughing and the next second you die. It's going to happen sometime. Immediately you're taken by these beautiful angels and you see these pearly gates. Have you ever heard somebody say, I thought I died and gone to heaven? Well, when you see pearly gates, if you get there and we want you to get there, you'll know it could be nothing but heaven. You're surrounded by beauty. Everything is bright, such vibrant colors. And for the first time in your life, you're in a body that's not capable of feeling any pain. When you get to heaven, do you know that you'd be able to hit somebody, hit somebody on the head with a hammer and they wouldn't even feel it? Be kind of fun. <laughs> but seriously, there would be no pain. And immediately you're surrounded by such vibrant colors. Everything is so bright. You realize that you're in that body incapable of feeling any pain. And then you're breathing this fresh heavenly air, no pollution in heaven, just beautiful fragrances. And then all of a sudden, you're surrounded by old friends. They say, welcome home. Welcome home. You ought to see the place Jesus made for you. It's beautiful right down this gold street. There, by the river and the diamond wall, they take you down the gold street. And you see the trees of life. You see the river, the fish jumping in the river, maybe. Who knows? But then you see your mansion and you say, beautiful, is that for me? They say, yes, Jesus made it for you. And you say, Jesus, 
where's Jesus? Take me to Jesus. And they take you down to another building and you walk into the presence of Jesus. And he talks to you. Now listen, you will one day, if you receive Jesus, we who have received Jesus, one day will definitely see Jesus. It's going to happen. Listen, does that excite you? Heaven is going to happen. Does that excite you? It might be a little way off, but I tell you what, those that are not going to heaven, you need to consider if you do not go to heaven, then you go to hell. Now, one minute you're laughing or work, the next second you die, only this time it's different. You go to hell, not heaven. Now, just imagine, I can never do it justice, but in a short time we have, I want to try to help you to understand why you need to make sure you're going to heaven. This is not a game. If I could persuade you that I am not a performer, if I could persuade you that it is a a big deal to me that I do at least give you the persuasion that you need to consider your soul, this is not a show for me. Now, one minute you're laughing, work, the next second you die, only this time you're immediately shot through with piercing pain. Do you think hell's going to be painful? And you are burning. You think you'd be burning in hell? Yes, I'm not exaggerating. And then, so as you're burning and you're burning, you wait to die. But you don't die. The smoke of the damned ascendeth forever and ever And they have no rest, day day nor night, which means you would burn and you would burn and you would burn and never die. And you wonder, why am I not dying? And then you realize, I'm in hell. There is no end to what I'm experiencing. You scream, someone help me. Someone help me. Nobody hears you. Nobody will hear you. They won't hear you. You're in hell. You just burn and you burn and you burn, and you never die. Think of it. Then one juncture, somebody takes you out, an angel, and he takes you out of that pit you've been burning in for a 1,000 years, 2,000 years, I don't know how long. I think one day in hell would be too long. Now, seriously, these shall go away to everlasting punishment, but the righteous shall go to life eternal. And then somebody takes you out, and you stand before Jesus at the gate of heaven, or at the throne called the great white throne judgment, and you think, maybe I've suffered enough, but you're not there to get out of hell. You're there to receive punishment in the final hell, the lake of fire. Now you say, well, you're not that bad. The average person doesn't think he's bad enough to go to hell. That's our problem. Now the Bible says all of us have sinned. That means me too. That means you too. But then it says the wages of sin is death in hell. God doesn't want you to go to hell. But the moment that you got in sin, you were already on your way to hell. And here's where Jesus comes in. He doesn't come to send you to hell. He's here to save you from going there. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved, not sent to hell. You're already going to hell. I was already going to hell. And then I came to Jesus, got my sins taken care of. But some of you have not. So the angels pull you up and you're at the great right throne. They begin to read every sin you ever did. And they give evidence that you deserve to go to hell. God doesn't like it. 
but you deserve it. And then he says, your name's not in the book of life. And then he casts you into the final hell, the lake of fire. And this time, you're immediately shot through with piercing pain, but this time you're falling. It says it's bottomless. This time there's no light in the pit. And so for the rest of eternity, you just fall and burn and fall and burn and literally experience a devil's hell. Now, do you know what a lost person discovers about 60 seconds after he's dead? Death doesn't end at all. And then he discovers he has no hope. And the only way to get help is before we die. Now, what determines our eternity is what we do with Jesus. It says, he that has the Son has life. He that is not the Son of God has not life. All of us have sinned. The payment for sin is hell. That means that Mike Pelletier was on my way to hell. I would have burned in hell according to the Bible. And I believe the Bible. But then I got my sins taken care of. So now I'm going to heaven. I know I am because I believe this Bible. I could make your head spin with evidence. And you need to take heart. This is not a silly game. Imagine going home after this. I've got two illustrations and I close. Years ago, I had this thought. Imagine going home and finding the smallest birthday candle you could find in your house and light that little birthday candle up and take one little finger, the smallest candle you can find in your house, and light that birthday candle up and take one little finger and stick it in that birthday candle for five minutes. You couldn't do that. And if you can't handle one little birthday finger in a birthday candle for five minutes, how do you think you'd hand a whole body burning in hell? I met a truck driver one time and I asked him if he was going to heaven. And again, I don't mean to be so direct except, hey, we got just a few minutes here. And if there's one of you going to hell, it's one too many. Trying to save the world. Wanting to save the world. Trying to save America, wanting to save America, but can't even get through to the ones they love more than anybody in the world. I'm not scolding you, but I'm saying they love you. I, they don't want you in hell. They want you in heaven. And you're going to go one of two places. And so if there's only one here, if there's two, if there's five, it's too many. One of you is important. One of you is important. But all of you that don't know you're saved are very important. It's too many. When you can go to heaven... You need to be saved. So I met a truck driver, and I closed with this. And as I talked to the truck driver, I asked him, do you know you're going to heaven? He says, no, I'm going to hell. And I'm going to party with my buddies. And I said to him, there's no partying in hell. <coughs> you know that. There's just pain. He said, no, we're going to party all throughout eternity in hell. I said, you don't mean that. He said, yeah, I want to go to hell. So I thought, how am I going to get through to him? So I noticed that he was a cigarette smoker. So I asked him, 
do you have a cigarette lighter? He said, yes. I said, can I borrow it? So he gave me a cigarette lighter, true story, and I said to him, look, now you're bigger than me, so don't punch me in the face, but I want to prove to you you don't want to go to hell. I said, you want to go to hell, let's get started. So I lit the cigarette lighter up, and I stuck it about six inches in front of his face. I said, you want to go to hell, then let's get started, prove it, stick your finger in there. He goes, ha, 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 preacher, you can't scare me with that. But then I did scare him. I shoved it about three inches in front of his face. I said, no, I'm not kidding. You want to go to hell? Prove it. Let's get started. Stick your finger in there. And about that time, I'd gotten his attention. And he probably thought I was one of those guys who goes around quoting Bible verses and shooting people. And he goes, uh, 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 you're crazy, aren't you? Uh, you're crazy, aren't you? And I got his attention, and then I slowly put the thing down. And I said, no, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to burn you. But I'm also not kidding. If you can't handle one little finger in a cigarette lighter, how do you think you'd handle a whole body burning in hell? This cigarette lighter will burn out, but hell won't. Now, if you don't know that you're going to heaven, there's an answer. The answer is Jesus died to save us from our sins. And whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And what you have to do is deal with this very important issue because if you were to die on your way home from this building, you would not go to heaven. You would go to hell. And that's just too tragic when you can go to heaven. I hope this helps you consider it now. Our goal is that we want somebody who doesn't know they're going to heaven to understand why it's important, but even more, to help you to prepare for eternity.